As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you Why mad? You mad? All right, what's up, Lisa? Mm. Hi, I said I'm ready, and then I took a sip of water. Hi, good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm chilling. I'm a professional. That was a wise. I've done that before. Um, <laughs> I'm back in New York. I'm finally back. I'm in my room again. It feels fucking great to be back in New York City, baby. Best pe- best. Pe- I almost said best pizza in the world. I guess that's something. <laughs> also fair. Also yeah. fair. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, How is Murray? How did Murray receive you? Was he mad? Uh, he's, you know what, he, I've been gone for long enough, I feel like I've failed him as a father, because he started (laughs) knocking over this little trash can in the kitchen that he did not used to do. He used to have a father figure in his life who kept him in line and made him, you know. Yeah, and then he's had to start acting out to get some attention. Yeah, and I feel like he's permanently, like, kind of. Damaged? (laughs) Yeah, I turned him into a dirtbag. He's going to be cool when he grows up now, but I feel (laughs) bad. But he's cool. I mean, we've been cuddling and stuff. Okay, okay, but it took him like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he... that's normal. They like, they're like, I'm mad at you when you come back, and they like really acted up. Like, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, they're like, Ooh, just kidding. You look really comfortable right there. Can I hang? <laughs> totally. He like, yeah. yeah, he sulks, and then eventually he comes into my room, um, bright when I don't want him to, if you catch my drift. All right, uh, so... <laughs> he just knows. I don't know how he knows. Um, but, yeah, Murray's good, and uh, it's good to be back in the old apartment and everything, and it's good to be back in New York. I love New York City. I was out the night I got back. I was walking around in the street, and I was I was at my local watering hole, and then I went, eh, I'm going to get, like, a, one last kind of you know i'm gonna grab a six pack and pack cigarettes and go home and wind down and i was as i was walking through the dark gutter alleys i live near a random dude got out of a car and he went hey can i bump a cigarette say a rat i was like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) i was already scared sorry a random dude go on a random cool dude got out of a car and he said hey can i bump a cigarette and i was like yeah totally and he was like man can i give you like money for a beer and i was like yeah you can have a beer i'm in a good mood and then (laughs) you know he's like thanks he started telling me what do you do and he's an artist and shit and lives in this neighborhood and stuff and then we started getting into like hobbs and like all the shit that we talk about on this (laughs) show and i was like man i fucking love this city you can be in a sewer and someone's like, well, actually, what Rousseau said was, blah, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, totally. yes. Um, I love it. Yeah. How yeah. are how are you? How's um, Lucy? Um, Lucy is well. I've realized she's a fat little spoiled penguin. Um, I've been, uh, you know, as we discussed hiding, but I've been like taking care of my place a lot. And uh, my skin, and so I've just like been hanging out with my cat in my backyard, getting things done, listening to podcasts, reading books. It's been really nice, um, except that it's like a really different vibe in my little world compared to the whole rest of the world. Yeah, I guess everything's yeah, so, really fucked so up that's right weird. now. Yeah, yeah, but everything is going well for me. You know, I don't know. Knock on wood. I'm having a good time. I'm in good health. Uh, things are going well. Um, and actually, just to end it on a dark note, as I like to do, 
Um, every day I'm more and more disappointed with comedy and I don't understand why I ever got involved. <laughs> I know it's so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. doing it so much, but it's like, it's, what's the word? Like all consumingly so bad. whole, the whole <laughs> yeah. culture of it is bad to where if yeah. you, if you are sane, you, people are like, you're insane because you're That's surrounded right. by all these people saying the opposite. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's fucking Absolutely. bananas. It's, but you know what? It's really crazy. I don't mm-hmm. I don't really want to get bogged down in it because, like, this podcast is for fun and this shit is stupid. But, like, you see me on Twitter, like, the last few days going off about people, you know, who I don't like, who are the fucking all right element in comedy and stuff. And, like, uh, I was kind of having a really funny, like, time this time around because, you know, this shit is annoying and it happens every few months and it could be, like, overwhelming and stuff. Yeah. But I've gotten really good at, like, like therapy and stuff and, like, Mm -hmm dealing with this shit and i'm just feeling pretty good coming off this tour and stuff yeah and like yeah people like texting me like are you okay do you need someone to talk to because i'm like fucking going off about you know these people or whatever and i was like nah man i actually feel kind of fine because like i think that they're kind of like their shit is kind of falling apart like there's this guy right now who uh who is just resorting to like making up a story about how I'm apparently friends with that guy Virgil Texas, the pedophile who got me too'd from Chapo Travis. It's not true. I've seen the guy in years. The only time I ever saw him was when I went to their shows. But they're like spiraling out real bad, and it's really funny to me because uh, I think it's becoming pretty clear that like this shit was bullshit, and it just feels good to be vindicated. That's all about shit you've been yelled at for years. You know, people have been yeah. calling you. The thing is, they just call me a drunk. They're just like, have another beer, Jake. You're drunk, you know, because <laughs> I accuse someone of a thing. But like, yeah, you know what? Um, I guess I'll, I'm going to address it directly to you for the first time instead of on Twitter or any of this shit. But you know what's funny is uh, one of the things that has has me really being like, God, dude, why even get involved with these fucking people who are turning are into a stupid little race of egos and like i don't know i mean i guess it's all egos always involved but not in this way i whatever but the problem honestly jake to me uh i don't even need to name any of these people because what i can tell you as a person outside of the direct friendship and group is all all adults have at least one person that they have history with that they don't like. It could be an ex. It could be an ex-best friend. It could be an ex-business partner. It could be somebody that you were fucking partnered with in school from sixth grade to 12th grade, whatever the fuck, you know, bullied you. You hate them. You name them. Uh, Yo, Keith Malley, one of the funniest things he does is he's like a 45-year-old man and he uses his platform to straight up call out his high school bully. (laughs) And it's like hilarious, dude. So it's like, yeah, every person has one. And here's this fucking weird okay is that we are all allowed to go around and talk about our experiences with other people and to say hey here's what i think about this friendship that i had or this interaction that i had or why i think this thing ended and what is the only thing to me that is weird about the situation is that there's a bunch of fucking losers in the middle involved when there are two adults being like, hey, we don't like each other. We used to be friends. And let me be clear that I am not equalizing the behavior on both sides. I'm not saying that you have done the same things to each other or anything like that. Yeah, I'm saying that none of the people who are commenting or texting 
the both of you screenshots of each other's texts or DMing, like, did you see this? Or fucking just getting involved, making fake accounts, whatever the fuck you're doing. It's pathetic. It's like the worst, most childish behavior that I've ever seen for you to like use um, a friendship and people's like adult expressions of their experiences with each other as fodder for you to try to either get your career ahead or even worse, even worse, stupidly to try to keep somebody out of comedy like they've done to you and like they've done to others that we don't need to meet. Right. And so I just fucking hate it because whether they're comics or just like stupid little fans or whoever it is, it's a bunch of fucking losers that are just like getting in the middle of something that has nothing to do with them. Because honestly, you both should be able to move on with your lives and say whatever the fuck you want to say about anything. Right. Period. That's one thing. The second thing is that actually what's funny to me is partly the people on that side who still seem to think that I didn't pick a side. Okay. I clearly fucking picked a side. I am friends with Jake and I don't talk to any of these motherfuckers. Okay. And yet there's this idea that maybe it's like just out of friendship that I picked your side, Jake. But the fact is you're not being hilarious like Keith by calling out some dumb bully even you are pointing out specifically people who are taking the like the ones who are actually doing (laughs) the bad things that we talk about are happening in comedy yeah and uh you know like it's really crazy to me that when we talk about me too stuff and when we talk about any kind of predatory behavior we always say well well, did it happen to you directly? Who did you hear that from? Is that a first person thing? Or are you just passing on a second hand, blah, 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 right? But then when you talk about your firsthand experience with your some of these people, then it's also bad. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's just personal, you know? Yeah, and not- exactly. Exactly. So then I'm like, okay, so do we do the thing where we point out and we talk about it forever? And honestly... I don't know. I started reading the book. Um, we should plug it now because people should read it so they can send questions that they have for the authors. I think we're going to have them on, right? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because this is the thing, okay? This is the thing for me that drives me crazy is that they, some of them, will say, like, why does Jake have to keep talking about this? Or why do I even, like, bring them up? You know, because uh, thinking of doing this episode that we're going to do, I was like, man, it's just like, I don't want to start more shit with these people. I don't want them to have any reason to think that I fucking think about them, <laughs> you know, and that they like occupy any space in my fucking brain, except that they do occupy a space in the way of this book, in the academic sense of like, when we talk about individual actors in history, you guys on that side, you're going to be the ones getting written, written about, and you're already getting written about. And these people let me say the name so the name of the book is that's not funny it has a subtitle right that's not funny book um but anyway google it try to get it i think it might not have come out oh it is it's on i was gonna plug the thing but no it's on things already (laughs) um but it it is called uh sorry oh wait my internet loads yay um that's not funny how the right makes comedy work for them by might might oh sorry matt sinovics maybe and nick marks okay nailed it second name way easier nailed it (laughs) um 
So they are going to be on the show soon. I think we've got to read the book and get ready and be prepared to do the interview. But it's really funny because like shit comes around full circle. Okay. That like completely not in the comedy world. People are writing this book about how comedy is being used as a tool of conservatism to spread really bad shit, really bad ideas and to cover for bad things. And that means that comedians who are pandering to that shit are the ones participating in this spread of misinformation and just like horrible shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they straight up name check Legion of Skills. I know. I saw it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they do they they do several comics and they have, you know, they've uh, done their um, background and their work so far from what I've seen. So, you know, like I, I can't say anything for it yet, but I definitely have opinions of where this is a real thing that to me, as people who like, maybe at one point I thought some of them were my friends. It has been a long time since I ever thought that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm clear that you're not my friends and I have seen it for a long time, what you're doing and what is important to you and what you're peddling and what you are pandering to and what you're benefiting from. And it's not just going to be your peers and your contemporaries who make note of this. Yeah. So read the book, I guess. But anyway, yeah. my point being that I struggle with your, like, uh, you know, I'll admit I've been one of the assholes who's told you in the past to, like, leave it alone. Oh, you're an asshole for it. that. I mean, it's rational. I just, uh, I, I guess disagree. Because it's kind of like being like, don't poke the hornet's nest or whatever. Well, but people always frame it as the, the, the reason it's confused. The reason I think it's yeah. bullshit and I'll, I'll, I'll have to say something about it is that I say, let me say <clears> I agree <throat> with you before you explain it. He won me over. I now, that's why I called myself an asshole. Go on. Well, like, this is the thing that's happening to me first and foremost. Like mm. it's the dumb way a kid would explain it is he started it or whatever. But like, there's a guy who I've been laying into on Twitter all day who I think I got pretty good today, which is why I'm in good spirits. But he, um, this <laughs> <laughs> guy I've never you, met. You are Colin Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They, I, they I, think they're getting you, but you're like, ah, I'm getting uh, stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of it like a cyberpunk thing where I fight people on the internet, but duly noted, Colin Robinson. <laughs> But you know what? He's great. So he's wonderful. Uh, the, there's this guy who I don't know. Like his, he's one of the Chapo Twitch streamers. I've never met him in my life, but I know he's friends with one him and another guy and Nick all hang out and just get really angry and just come up with shit to attack people with. So he just every six months he just fucking does something, and it's not even like it's not even always like a hot take that I had or whatever. Like sometimes I made a joke about my dad, like texting my dad one time and how I don't text him that much and we don't text each other, and he was just like, look at this piece of shit doesn't fucking talk to his father you know and so, you know what i mean like if you're like ignore this it's like well well this guy with this huge following just does this to me randomly all the time and brings all this shit into my life what happens is then i fucking louise is laughing with the mic off this is so funny she, <laughs> i think i made her cough laugh Sorry, because I'm coughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but but um you know, so then what happens is if you defend yourself, if you respond and go, you know, fucking whop this guy over the head, people, th they then frame you responding as like, 
look at this person. He's obsessed with me. He fucking uh, can't stop poking the bee's nest or whatever. And also then, you know, it goes to the third degree from there around the entertainment industry is like, this person's hard to work with. Look, they're always starting yeah. shit. They're singularly the person who's always di- yeah. mucking up bullshit and stuff like that. And it's like, my DMs are full of people that are like, I am afraid to say this, but thank you for saying mm-hmm. it. So it's like, first of all, those people are kind of cowards because they throw me to the wolves to be the only yeah, person yeah. to be the lightning rod or whatever. But also, like, I don't fucking mind doing that. But that's yeah. what's happening is if I wasn't doing this, it would just be continued harassment of me. And the answer then is either do what another guy did in the situation when Nick did this to him, which is, which is change your fucking name and yeah. leave town to go to another city and just quit Poor entirely. Guy. You know, yeah. or I guess fucking just kind of deal with it and be a victim the whole time, or yeah. you know, fucking put up and like I'm a junkyard Honestly, dog, man. I can't stop yeah. fighting, man. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> you are calling on. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. They did give us the other option, which is their fake uh, pretend we were all joking and be friends again bullshit. Yeah. Uh, which nah, that's not gonna fly. Um, but it's funny because one of the, I guess cowards <laughs> that i had to okay so i had to realize when this happened i ooh, i had been like kind of off of twitter for three uh days or so and then i get on and i see max's tweet being like jake rules and whatever and i'm like oh no what happened <laughs> and max has to be like jake rules and whoever fucking hates jake sucks and whatever so I like look at it and at first I replied to him like, oh no, what happened? And then I was like, wait, I don't want to publicly have this conversation. So I deleted it and then Max DM'd me and we privately had a conversation. Uh-huh. And then I went, so I went and I investigate and I look at all the things. And I had already had an inkling because I had also gotten texts. And one of the types of cowards that I want to tell you, like we've already talked about the ones getting involved in people's friendships or ex-friendships. And then trying to like get other friends to pick a side or get involved or whatever the fuck. That's fucking cowardly bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. But the second one that I would like to bring up is a weird like not involved third party who's nosy and wants details. Yeah. I assume you get these, right? Who are just like, what's going on, man? Explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah. Or most of your people follow you. No, I get a lot of those. I mean, I put a disclaimer up the other day because I was like getting yeah. a lot of people who were like, I don't know. I can't follow what you're saying, but okay. Yeah. And I went, you know what? Listen, it's cool if you don't. Yeah, I'm going to fucking write a book about this or something at some yeah, point yeah. to put it all into perspective. But yeah, I, I had this. I noticed something that really bothered me about the, the people that are actually involved on the fir- first level, like to, to the first degree in this is that a lot of these people like I stopped being friends with because they when something would happen, they would go ask Nick what's what's jake doing right yeah. i get that a lot like where they ask him like he's my keeper you know he's my yeah. like i work for him and like you know these third party friends of ours in this little podcast world no one ever comes to me and went what did nick do to you or like what did the fucking this person or that person do to you yeah. what you know so i started to go this is fucking cop mentality like this is like you know when the yeah, cops are like yeah. well we investigated ourselves and it turns yeah. out we didn't do anything sort of stuff <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know because of that I put out this thing that was like look like if you are involved in this this is what I meant to ac- accentuate and underline if you are like one of the other people on Chapo Trap House or something or like one of the people who's just like oh I don't fucking yeah. take sides or whatever 
and you have never asked me about this, that is a problem. So hit me up. Like my DMs are open because I want to explain so that you fucking have two sides of the story because I think it's fucked up that people only go to the cop, to the manager and ask them, you know, yeah. well, did, you know, what's the, what, explain to me the other person, which is like fucked up. Like if you, yeah. if, if you, I, again, not equating, but comparing, because this is similar to assault and stuff like that. If you had a friend and one of them assaulted a woman friend of yours, this is like if you went to the guy and went, hey, did you assault her? And he's like, no. And you're like, okay, I was just making sure, you know, you have to talk to the person who got attacked by the other person, right? Not equating, just comparing similar situations. So, like, that's why I was like, hey, if anybody wants to fucking, you know, it's long shot any of these weirdos want to fucking hear my side of the story because i know it's all jumbled up through twitter hit me up yeah no none of them did but i got a bunch of random ass people who are just like rando twitter people you know who maybe like were mutual followers or whatever but people are just like yeah so fill me in or whatever and i'm like you're just a, your name's boner hitler on twitter you're not a person i know why are you doing this yeah. thing that you were describing of being a third person who's like, by nature of the parasocial, like, I am part of this. We are friends. Okay. Well, I guess, you know what? You got you got to what I was trying to say because I'm I'm not saying strangers did this to me of being like, hey, fill me in. What bothers me is the way you put it perfectly is that I, they felt like they were <clears throat> tweets to Jake's manager or, I mean, texts to Jake's manager. Yeah. You get me? So when you say people went to Nick about you, like he's your manager, like a cop and shit, that's how I feel when a person texts me or DMs me, like clearly wanting information on what's going on with Jake or is Jake okay or like, what? dude, Jake's DMs a fucking are... grown ass man. Like, why are you asking me if you're concerned about Jake's well-being? Like, fucking talk to Jake. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have talked to you in the past when you have had these uh, interactions with anybody on this side, I have made the mistake in the past of thinking like maybe stop pressing the thing because now I, I don't agree with that, especially not just because of everything you said, but also because what I'm saying of like their, their ways of being in the world are causing problems beyond your interpersonal relationship and beyond our stupid comedy circle they are fucking part of bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And it's now gone beyond I don't like you or some shit. It's like, dude, you're part of the rhetoric machine for some horrible shit. Like, well, that's what I've been uh, fucking calling out from the beginning yeah. with this shit. Cause like, this started with me talking about the fact that Tim Dillon was sharing alt right, like, Nazi yeah. propaganda way, way, way back, like yeah. years ago. And Nick fucking jumping down my throat over it. And me going, oh, okay, I get it. You're making money off of Tim, so you support Nazis now and you attack everyone else. That kind of makes you a Nazi, like, de yeah. facto, you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, I don't know if we're going to jump off of this already, but one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, like, sort of this guns thing and this whole uh, theory on accidents and whatever. But it all comes down to individuality and it being bad. And I connected to what we're talking about with these people and comedy thing because... I guess the whole trip I'm on is getting away from focusing on the individual and looking more at the systemic causes of things and also how the individual is part of the system, right? And that's what makes it to me not a matter of like, oh, we're talking about our friends publicly, <laughs> like whatever. It, 
or business to some of these assholes. It's like, ah, oh, it should be behind closed doors. The business. Shut the fuck up. I don't even talk <laughs> about this. You, I'm not going to be seen as part of any of your shit at all. I don't give a fuck. Um, but this, the, the hyper individualism of America, especially one of the things that I keep noticing a trend of is that we, I'm just going to say we Americans keep getting tricked Ugh, and I don't know how to say it yet, Jake, because I know saying getting tricked takes agency away and makes it sound like I think all people are dumb, and I do, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, so hear me out. Ugh, this is why. I am not a professor. Okay. Um, what happens a lot in American history and American current life is that the populace gets convinced of these ideas of individualism of all these things that they deserve and these rights that are in peril that are going to be taken away from them you know what i mean like everything gets phrased as like what could personally affect you and so what that does is make the first kind of like line of offense to change the first impediment to change is the people at the bottom of the social ladder who have been convinced that if you um, give women the right to have abortions, then there's not going to be enough white people in the world, you know? And so they go out and they're the ones at the picket lines and making the racist signs and doing like literally putting their bodies there. You get me? All in the name of the big gun lobby continuing to make money <laughs> all in the name of so every time a person says to you like oh it's this is not the time to talk about policy and whatever the fuck we have to focus on the individual child that was killed and the individual killer and why he shot them and whatever the fuck and like what his personal problems were that is a person who's rhetorically stopping you from moving on towards how do we fix the problem right yeah and i still haven't figured out how to formulate this but it's something that happens even in the sense of like uh look at what's happening like even with jokes right when you have people who are out here all being like uh well, if I can't make if if I make a joke against if abroad or I make a joke about abroad at work, I'm going to lose my my job and whatever. Everybody's going to get canceled, blah, blah, blah. And they believe that because somebody says Dave Chappelle shouldn't be saying this kind of shit about trans people on a public platform, that this equals they are going to get fired because of the joke they made in the locker room at work that day. Yeah. <laughs> you get me? So there's this transference where the systemic problem individuals want to be like well if any measure you take to fix the system is going to impinge on my personal rights one day this is like the other day when jordan peterson saw that there was a, like a kind of plus size larger woman yeah. on, the, on the sports oh my god uh, <laughs> the sports illustrated swimsuit yeah. edition and he called it authoritarianism <laughs> like he like he did all the steps you're talking about and took it all the way to well, if you do this, that means tomorrow, slippery slope. Tomorrow. They're, they're all going to be fat. Yeah. And, and my eyeballs are going to be taped shut, uh, taped open. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to be forced to look at them. <laughs> yeah. It's you like fucking idiot. Mandatory. I mean, I don't know. And that's sort of the reverse of 
what I, uh, where I was going with this, which is like, I don't know, I'm going to carefully step around gun stuff and also comedy stuff by talking about accidents. You with me? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I uh, am not going to claim like this is like my theory. This is something I listened to this person on a couple of different podcasts. I'm not going to plug mainstream famous podcast. Just go look for it. Um <laughs> But she is uh, an author and a journalist, and she wrote wrote a book called There Are No Accidents. Okay, so I've listened to her talk about it a couple of times. And basically what it comes down to is that the concept of accidents is kind of like a social fallacy that exists, right? Because what makes an accident is two things. One is that it is a random event, right? And two, that it has a negative outcome, right? But accidents are not actually random, right? Statistics and insurance fucking adjusters and everything show us that there are corners, street corners and intersections in the world that have like a huge number of fatalities and accidents happening all the time. And we know it and you can predict how many there's going to be every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, We can predict how many there's how many uh, automobile deaths, how many gun deaths, right? We call... uh, gun deaths, accidental gun deaths, right? There's some of those. We have uh, officer-involved shootings, (laughs) right? We have all these kinds of, like, deaths that we consider accidental because what we're actually saying by accidental is not that they were random, right? We are saying that the intent was not to cause them, right? So our stupid obsession with individualism has us looking at an event where a person is hurt or killed. And instead of saying, how can we keep this from happening again? We immediately go to who was the last person who made a mistake? That's whose fault this is. We go immediately to individualism. Mm -hmm. So if a car hits a bike, right? In America, at least. What happens is a cop or the bystanders, everybody, what they collect is, well, what happened? Whose fault was it? What mistake was made, right? Even if there are 17 fucking cars hitting bicycles every year, (laughs) they're like, whose fault was it? Like with the shooting, they're going to say, like, they're going to throw one cop into the thresher and go totally they're gonna fire these cops that stood outside and here's the thing this is neither a defense of cops nor of school shooters but it is a hold on yeah i gotta be cute gotta be like really specific but it is a push towards actual solutions right Mm -hmm. and the solutions are not found in finding individual fault Because it doesn't keep the next person on a bike from getting hit by a car in that same corner because we determined that even though Luisa wasn't wearing a helmet on her bicycle and didn't look at the fucking turn signal, Jake was texting while driving. So it must be his fault, right? Like it could go either way, depending on what, what the fucking witnesses say and whatever. And that is not really the cause of the accident, right? Yeah. If we already understand that cars and bicycles have ex- have to exist in the same place and that people get distracted by devices and different things and don't necessarily wear all the safety things, then, like, let's look at some place like Amsterdam. How is it possible that Amsterdam 
has like almost zero fatalities of bicycles and cars in the city that has the most fucking bicycles in the world. Or well, probably not in the world. But they're known for having a ton of yeah, bicycles exactly. in cities and shit. Um and it is because what the city did was change its entire infrastructure to be a bicycle city. Yeah, so they lanes. eliminated roads where bicycles and cars shared the road or they created like clear signage. They cre- they created uh, clear policies and rules for establishing <laughs> the respect on the road, all this stuff, right? Yeah. There are technologies to get around these things. But instead, we go down to what was the individual thing, you know, and as you've already guessed with the shooter, this is that this is where I was going with the shooter. You've already seen people being like, well, how did he get the money to get it? Right. Which actually I do think is an important thing. If you follow the logic, <laughs> like the, the whole entire thing, not just that this particular guy was able to do it, but the fact that it is so easy to get them. Right. So if limiting access is proven in other country, countries as resulting in less deaths of children, then that is probably a good policy to adopt. But in America, we can only see it through the, the lens of individualism, where if you restrict anything, then ultimately we're entering the danger zone of I personally will be restricted. Totally. What do you think about this accident? Thought? Yeah, well, I mean, the I, I think really like how you brought it back to the 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 way that Americans look at things of like, um, oh, slippery slope if we restrict anything because, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> we were kind of reminding me of with the entire argument of individuating stuff like that and not looking at the entire systemic thing. Um, it, it also kind of reminds me of how politicians get away with um pushing their shitty campaign or whatever in the two-party american system which is always they use the word corruption they're like you know this this person was corrupt but we got to get in somebody else who has integrity who isn't corrupt yeah and it's like well okay but this soap opera has been going on long enough if you watch like c and n or c where the fuck you watch you know the soap opera of electoral politics it's like well if every politician is corrupt and then is followed by someone else who's like, oh, it would be less corrupt. It's like maybe the problems aren't in the individual characters of the people we're electing to do these jobs. Maybe it's the yeah. way the system is set up and the way the job plays out, which is why you got to read Lenin and go, let's destroy the whole thing and make uh, democracy through, you know, yeah. like labor and stuff like that instead of this dumb system of thinking that bourgeois politicians are going to get it right. So I think that's like core to just the, the myths that humans that Americans believe in. One of them is politically like that, and the other one is this fucking stupid uh, liberty shit where it's like, um, yeah, any 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 regulation against anything is, um, I mean, like, I don't know. I just traveled around the whole country. I'm, to- I'm totally black-pilled about it because you talk to anyone <laughs> and they think this stuff. They think that, they like, think, right? yeah. there's this but hangover any, from, like, the red, be, from the red yeah. scare, like the fucking, um, you know, yeah. the the... the from from the Cold War and stuff, everyone's read Orwell, but everyone misinterpreted Orwell. So everyone thinks that 1984 yeah. was just a warning about like this slippery slope argument of letting anything yeah. become authoritarian in any way. Some things that are authoritarian in a way are good because it's just your tax dollars like doing a thing that you ask them to do, right? And what's yeah. so frustrating is that these people have 
you know, they they get really freaked out about like, oh, you're gonna make me wear a seatbelt, but then they're like, mm-hmm. they have no problem with actual destructive authoritarian <laughs> shit, i.e., cops. Yeah. You know, they're like, give them more tanks and assault rifles because they're protecting my ability to not have to wear the seatbelt or whatever. Even though it's literally the opposite of what they do. I don't know. I'm getting off yeah. fucking topic here, but I think you make a good point. It's an interesting way of looking. No, at it. I totally get your point, and I think it's um. It's help. It what you were saying helps me clarify what I was trying to say earlier of like poor and working class people being, man. Honestly, I guess tricked. I don't know. And I and I say this as considering myself working class. We were tricked. I was tricked by a lot of things about American narratives and beliefs. But what I'm specifically talking about now is this, like, how? Okay, so you know. Sorry about this, I guess trigger warning or whatever, but let's talk about these kids dying, okay? The reality is that, what is it? We've had like 26 mass shootings in six less than six months, right? Sounds about right. And it's not rich kids dying. It is not rich people getting shot up, right? But it is poor people whose kids are getting shot up in theaters, in fucking just public spaces everywhere, in school. It's fucking horrible. And then it is poor people going out there and being like, oh, the Second Amendment is the most important thing. This is absolutely separate, right? What is happening to these children is tragic and bad, and obviously I don't want it. But it is separate from the Second Amendment and my right to have guns. And we need to figure out a way to solve this problem without it infringing on anybody's ability to have guns. Right? Yeah. And let's put aside how illogical the, re- the request is. <laughs> but <laughs> every appeal to focus like solely on the life that was lost... Right. I don't know if you saw Ted Cruz, my most hated enemy, who like I'd be willing to go to hell if it means that I drag him down with me. <laughs> um, they're horrible. They're these people who are and and I would say the politicians are horrible. The poor people are not. I think they're. I don't, I don't know how else to say, but being so fucking patronizing, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out, guys. I'm sorry. Please don't write me an email about this. Um, but. It's just like every person, whatever, who appear, who tries to like appeal to, to you to just focus on the individual lives lost or to focus on the individual perpetrator in this instance. And like this isn't the time to talk politics or policy or gun control or anything like this. These are people who, when we think of it in like in terms of accidents, they are focused on intentions and flaws and mistakes of individuals instead of being willing to acknowledge the systemic reasons that we keep ending up here. And so every time they say to you, this is not the time and think about, this is like a time to honor the dead ones. And this is a time to think about who this specific bad guy was. They are quite literally human beings standing in the way of change, standing like they are standing, they are, fucking human body armor in defense of the status quo jake does that make sense yeah because for every person who thinks things should change then they're surrounded by a mom and an uncle and a brother and somebody who fucking 
is going to blah, 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 say these fucking lines that they believe at them of like, ah, but we're going to, and then Biden's going to come for our guns and then, you know, like, (laughs) oh my God, you, even though you, I'm not saying you are bad people, but you are people who are functioning in the service of the status quo, which is the kindest way that I can put it. Because if we really look at it, you're you're in the service of children getting murdered weekly in this country. You think it is more important to have access to guns as your hobby. And this is I'm a person who believes, to be clear, that as long as the crazy right wing fucking militias of this country have access to AR-15s, so should every black militia out there. So should every socialist and communist militia out there. So I am not anti-guns but i'm not a fucking idiot who doesn't understand that le- having the ability to go and buy guns even when you don't have money and you turned 18 a week ago or whatever the fuck is a fucking problem yeah right yeah totally so I- there is this thing i was just like how they're how they're uh, uh like a little cushion for the people oh this is what i meant for the people who in the inside that cushion are the rich people who are actually getting rich richer you know, their kids are not going to prison. Their kids are not going to the army to die in wars. Their kids are not fucking getting shot in schools. But they're also not out there picketing pro-NRA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're letting all us fucking dumbasses do it for them. And we keep doing it. Yeah. I think so that, I don't know how to yeah I don't know what this yeah I think you're right that what is going on is like individuating in a weird way because like um it's kind of happening on both sides to some degree like because mm-hmm. the like the right wing individuates this to being like a mental health issue which is bull it's bullshit because they they don't actually care about mental health like I, yeah they mental health is part of this I think it but is, like yeah that now you're talking access to healthcare which is a thing they're like against right so fuck you you don't actually care about this right you don't care about mental health but then like the other thing you see is like the liberal individuating it to like um you know they'll respond to that and go racism is not mental health it's not a mental health issue it's you know it's this person is evil like they had it in their heart yeah it's like both people use that evil good and evil shit both sides and i fucking hate it that's also not true like racism is a systemic thing and this person also probably was kind of mentally ill just because the republican is saying that that's most of us are (laughs) yeah and i mean like you know being being healthy when you're healthy you probably do a lot less stuff that ends up being bigoted and stuff like that bigoted bigotedness is bigotry is like it is like a thing that happens when you're unhealthy like and you're not right with what's going on and you're confused and stuff like that you end up scapegoating shit so like even that shit where you know the liberal individuation of like racism and, and like radicalization and stuff like that also is kind of operating on the same logic where you're standing in the way of like addressing the the other things that are going into this and uh i don't know i mean the two the two parties just sort of clash with each other in this unique way where they both like deflect everything in this way but i think you're right i think it's that's the bigger issue you know is don't be a stupid individualist cowboy American about literally anything because it's literally root of all of our problems man because you know what's funny is that um after thinking about or through all of this my last example was 9-11 and it's really funny because it came around well you know funny to me (laughs) because it came around in this way where I had to recognize 
a way. Oh, this comes full circle to everything we were talking about earlier on, right? I had to recognize a way in which my individual actions were part of a propaganda machine that was used to justify horrible actions around the world. Yeah. Okay. So it might not have been my intention, right? So you could say I accidentally contributed (laughs) to the propaganda machine, but the 9-11 museum and the 9-11 event both are examples of this because what america did with that event was really hyper individualize it into the stories of the victims right like the specific victims and heroes and lives lost and survivors and recovery workers and first responders right like this is where we became knowledgeable about all these terms And then they also hyper-individualized the hijackers and they turned it into a thing. And then after the hijackers, it was about bin Laden. And so they hyper-individualized the event into something that was caused by a few, a handful specific people and hurt a bunch of specific people. Yeah, it was right? radical Islam and they hate our freedom. Exactly. To a few people. Completely abstracted yeah. from the actual social context that created the event, that created the people that could have the feelings that would lead them to plan something like this, that created the situation in, entirely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've most, been watching. Yeah, sorry, go. I was going to say, most Americans don't know like the basic story of the United States arming. Osama bin Laden. Yeah. It's like literally, and it's literally in the movie Rocky Three. <laughs> like, yeah. It's what it's about, you know? And yeah. then as Reverend Wright said, uh, the the voice of the theme song on my other podcast, he said, the chickens came home mm. to roost. <laughs> you know? It's exactly. not that complicated of a story, but like it really even yeah. that is outside of the realm of fucking individualist thinking. It is. And it's super fucked up because then, like, I'm going to sound like an asshole when I say the following, which is that another 9-11 could absolutely and will absolutely happen because we have changed nothing. We have done nothing to correct the way that we behave around the world. Like, we literally are currently arming a white supremacist, nationalist militia (laughs) to fight against Russia on our behalf. Let's see in 20 years where those people who are currently suffering through a war as our proxy, where they're going to be and how they're going to feel about America and what they're going to come back and do to our symbols of prosperity then. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And then we can pretend how it was a surprise and an accident and unpredictable and unstoppable. Right. And also the fault of individuals. Right. It was, they hate our freedom again and they're radical mm-hmm. Nazi, whatever. Yeah. And like, um, you know, also not the fact that we probably will abandon them after this war and then just cut them loose and shit. Um, yeah. You know, th- this kind of comes full circle. Right. Because. We got me thinking about now is the same mentality is at play when you're an edgelord. And I always identify as a reformed edgelord, you know, but like a lot of the reason that these people fucking hate me is because, I mean, somebody literally dug up an old tweet of mine the other day where they were, where I was describing uh, a thing that I no longer agree with. It was just about, <laughs> I was like anti woke stuff. And they were like, yeah. what happened to you? And I was like, well, what happened to me is that I, 
met a lot of women and queer people and people of color and I read a lot and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I'm smarter than me in 2017 if you can imagine yeah. I, that's what's supposed Crazy, to happen right? you know? changing growing like you should be smarter than your past self right I think that's how it works but like um, you know I was thinking about this and I was like yeah you know I really did like used to believe a lot of this stuff and I think it was operating on the same logic because like one thing that uh, that the free speech anti-woke crowd really believes is this thing that like people like Glenn Greenwald and honestly even fucking Noam Chomsky sometimes talk about which is like um you can't we can't censor people or we can't do anything to to kind of you know supposedly halter freedom of speech or whatever because um the second you know we put a law on the books that says you can censor anyone even if we're using it to censor nazis well guess what as soon as trump gets back in office they're going to turn it around on us and uh you know then they're going to censor the left or whatever and so that's why i used to be like a free speech absolutist and think that kind of makes sense as an argument just you know fucking semantically or whatever but then i learned a lot of stuff and i sort of realized there's big holes in it like for one thing they already censored the left anyway, no matter what. So all you're doing is sort of de facto not censoring the right in any meaningful way. And like free exactly. speech isn't a consistent concept by any means. It, it definitely has a class, you know, dynamic to it where it only really exists for rich people and stuff like that. And it only exists in abstract ways and not materially and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, I had to read a lot and stuff and do these podcasts to kind of get there and learn. And like, honestly, you know, I mean, sometimes I think about some of the like friendships, even like relationships and stuff, but friendships I've had literally like saved my life from becoming one of these fucking chuds because like before I had ever really like, I don't know, there was just, I don't know, one or two like relationships where I was just like, I've never really understood a woman like this until I talked to this I was person. about to be like, ooh, am I one of them? But no, I definitely met you post you decided you were not going to be a cheddar. I mean, I met you before probably, but we didn't really become friends until you had already decided you were not going to be a chud. Yeah, if you had talked to me a little bit more, like the first yeah. times we've met, I, there was some of this stuff probably still going yeah. on. But I figured out my way out of it. And I mean, I like to think that I'm pretty smart, but I don't want to individuate this either. I also think I got kind of lucky, you know, and there's a reason that people yeah. make it all the way through their whole lives without fucking having these experiences because, you know, I was also like, I don't I was lucky enough. And, uh, you know, I part of this, I don't know how I'm kind of dancing around. Ooh. This is like too much information, but I mean, like <laughs> I dated somebody who really like opened my eyes on the other ends of some of these issues about gender and stuff because like Gamergate was happening at the time and stuff like that and I was just like man if I hadn't been lucky enough to meet that person and maybe attractive enough to meet that person and stuff and all this you know had all these things going on I I could be a dumb guy who feels entitled to women's you know everything like these fucking guys do and be yeah. saying these things that Jordan Peterson says about you know it's offensive and authoritarian to me when a plus size yeah. model is you know put on, on a magazine, a magazine. And stuff like that. <laughs> Like, I don't, I fucking obsessed with these people because I was like, almost was one of them. You almost were one. It's like looking into the mirror but like, that, where I could have been. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, um, and they're it's like me with trads. It's why I'm obsessed with them. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was so close to having three babies and four dogs. You can almost see your like, yeah, uh, exactly. multiverse timeline life <laughs> exactly. shooting off in the other direction. I know who stuff. I would have been married to. The whole deal, dude. Yeah. Terrible. And yeah. I'm like so glad we're in this timeline, right? Uh -huh. but, like, yeah. Um, yeah. But no I, offense to all those people I could have loved. <laughs> <laughs> those people apply that same logic to the supposed thing that they believe in, in, in known as free speech in 
the culture war part of this comedy stuff. Like they say, you know, if you go after me for saying the N word, then anyone could come after you for, you know, making this other statement or whatever. And what's wild, like, I mean, eventually I also figured out just from being around these people, not being a complete fucking moron is like, all this is inconsistent logic because like, you will go after other people for saying woke stuff no matter what, but you will yeah. protect the N-word thing like it is sacred and needs to be fucking never critiqued or attacked or whatever. So, like, it just isn't... I mean, free speech is just not a real thing. Like, this just has all these fucking plot holes and stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to cut off your free speech rambling <laughs> and tell sure. you that I'm going to individuate this and bring up a personal thing about this dude's, like, stupid tweet chain about you. What do you call that? A tweet, tweet chain, right? Thread. <laughs> Thread, thank you so much. I was like, I know there's a word for this. All right. Because there was something interesting to me about what he said in there, Jake, that I honestly think was like such a compliment to you. Uh, (laughs) Because hear me out. And it's almost the opposite of what you're saying right now, but it's because you and I both share this contradiction. And I think most people share this contradiction, right? Which is uh, what you were just saying right now is this, like you have continued to grow. You have learned from new people that you've like encountered in your life. You were willing to listen. So you changed. And I absolutely am not taking that away from you because I've seen it and I know that you are. But the thing I want to highlight is something that when I saw it in this dude, because I'm going to refuse to say the names now moving forward. Sure. Yeah. They don't deserve it. (laughs) Uh, In this dude's thread was that I identified very much with something there, okay, which is he said something which the way that he characterized you was that when you were in your 20s or something, I read it once, so forgive me, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something about you like, oh, when Jake was like in his 20s, he thought he was better than all our elders, And he thought that he would never be the 35-year-old fat, drunk comic doing shows in bars or whatever, some shit like that. And he's like, so he like didn't. So basically, like the implication was that at when you were 20-something, you didn't ever think that you were going to need these people around you. So you didn't become their friends. (laughs) Oh, that's what he was trying to say. That's what he was saying, Jake. (laughs) I didn't even get that. No, no, no. It's not what he was saying, because what he was saying, the way he reads it is that you thought you were better than them. You get me? But the way I read it is that you never thought that the way to move forward in comedy was through making all these friendships and sustaining these friendships with people that you disagreed with and shit like that. Right? Yeah. I also didn't really think it was that important to move forward in comedy. Like, I, exactly. I okay. Like- but then the way that he put it is like that then suddenly now you find yourself being 35 and not quote, not being successful. Right. Because I guess he is successful. <laughs> so he's like not being, Oh, sorry. I'm not going to say names, but whatever I'll you guys loop it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bleep it out. Okay. Oh, actually, oh, let me plug Halal Cartels, one of my favorite podcasts. They bleep stuff all the time, especially <laughs> when they're like uh, threatening politicians. Yeah, and it's, it's so funny to smart. me because <laughs> they're just like, and bleep so's head off and bleep bleep. And I'm like, ah, I love it. It's so funny. I know what you're saying. Uh, but anyway, um, so what's funny to me is that he framed this idea of you like 
not ever investing into the relationships with the older comics as being something you didn't do because you thought you were better than them, as opposed to it being something that you never thought was important. That is so cooked. (laughs) yeah dude yeah and i'm saying this as someone where like jake the first thing that came to my mind is that when i was at my eighth grade dance okay here (laughs) hear me out i fucking am at my eighth grade dance and i came with a group of friends and it's boys and girls and whatever you know different dynamics in there and blah 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 and i dressed up and i had my fucking hair blow dried even though my hair is curly and i live in miami and it started to fuzz immediately so i'm like i hate this shit i hate it i don't know why we're doing this i don't know why we're pretending we give a fuck about this so I immediately, not immediately, but like within the hour, I went to my friends and I was like, hey, man, nice coming with you to the dance. I'm out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Jake, it turned into a thing where all of my girlfriends, yo, one of them cried. Another one, like it turned into a thing where it was like, why do you always have to be like this? And you always have to leave us because you never want to be part of the group and blah, blah. And I was like, yo, I literally am just like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm going to go home. You guys have fun. It's not a judgment on you. It's not, it doesn't stop anybody's night. It's a matter of me kind of always knowing since I was very young that if I don't want to be in the space, I don't want to be in it. So I'm willing to leave and I'm comfortable being alone and I don't have to stick around because that's what everybody else is doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But they turned it into a thing where it was just like, I hate them and I'm not a normal girl because I don't want to participate. And that makes them feel bad because now I think I'm better than them. And to me, oh, sorry. This person, bleep me, bleep me. (laughs) Saying like, talking this way literally reminded me of an eighth grade girl, Jake, being like, mm-hmm. Uh, always thinks he's better than us. Oh, it was no, a total like. He just didn't fucking give a fuck. It was like and a live you're journal. So mad post. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like fake so, friends. Friends were fake. You know that whole thing. Yeah. So I want to say that like the reason I bring this up is because yes, I agree with you, and I would say also about myself. Obviously, I have also learned and changed as I've grown, and I continue to. And we'll talk about that more in the if you have time Patreon episode that we're going to do because I have a whole different thing we're going to talk <laughs> about associated to this, but. Uh, it is an important part of being an adult, a self-realized adult to change and grow and listen to others. But also, Jake, this is where I hyper-individuate. I think that it is rare that humans kind of like have a self-defined moral compass at a younger age than others. Some, some humans never develop a self guided moral compass they depend entirely on external moral compasses you know what i mean yeah so to me (laughs) what's funny is that this idiot thread just made me realize like why i like you and why i connected to you is because it doesn't mean that i always agree with you it doesn't mean that you've always been right It means that I respect that you have always kind of been solidly yourself and self-aware enough to be like, no, I don't like this. I'm out, (laughs) you know, and like stand up to it. And maybe even like me, not not always quick enough, right? Maybe we stayed around too long and didn't see when it was time to exit, but eventually we do. And then we stand up for, we don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And in a... And I think what we share, sort of, not to be corny, is this, like, 
experience of other people feeling really attacked by something that we don't mean as an attack. We mean it as a defense. Yeah. Right. We mean it as this is not a healthy space for me or you are not a person that brings good things to me. <laughs> I'm going to extract myself. And then people immediately take it as or some people, I should say, immediately take it as like a personal insult and a personal attack. Yeah. And maybe this is because I'm corny and old now, but I've really grown to realize that it's because they're personally insulted because they value your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds them of a thing about themselves that they know yeah. you're right about and they're wrong about, and it fucks with yeah. the head. And that if we agreed with them, they would they would know they're right because they are external moral compass people. Yeah. They need us to agree with them. I think you're we right. Don't, we don't need them to agree with us. Right. I have like a compass. Yeah. So you look at it all exactly. the time. Exactly. I think yeah. you're right. I mean, it's, I think it's why we're friends. That's why I like you too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, to make everything make sense that we just talked about, um, so like well, earlier when I, I think was, it makes sense. Shut the fuck up. No, I just mean earlier when you said <laughs> I'm going to contradict you a little bit. Like I was okay. talking about being like a, I used to be an edge lord, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, so I don't. I jokingly use the word reformed or whatever, but like I don't believe in. Um, you know, I used to be a satanist and now I'm a Christian or whatever. Like this 180 thing where you realize you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You don't do a 180 and reinvent your entire fucking philosophy. What you do is you synthesize stuff and you, you sl- add new information. You yeah. take out bad information. So that's how you are fucking dialectically consistent and different mm-hmm. at the same time, right? And I have had a consistent yeah. philosophy, but it's just required some tweaking and stuff, you know, because that's exactly. what life is. Same, dude. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. But if you have time, let's do a Patreon episode because I have a connected thing to talk about, which is actually kind of dicey and it's better behind a paint wall because then we can like really get into it. Um, so if you guys are into that, you can follow us at patreon.com slash why you mad. But if you're not, it's fucking fine. I don't have anything to plug because I'm not doing any shows in June. It will be my birthday on the 17th, though. So just I don't know. Do some fireworks on that day. Jake, anything you want to plug? Um, not really. I'm I'm like kind of on hiatus now that I got back from the tour. <sighs> I might keep doing Meat Space at the Gutter, but I don't have any dates booked as of yet. Um, so you're a terrible producer. I Just well, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to run a show. I, You're I, very tired also. You've just been doing all this road shit. I literally was about to quit comedy and then fucking Max took me on the road and <laughs> gave me the highlight well, of my career. And I was like, fuck, I guess I'll keep doing this. <laughs> uh, man. Thanks, Max. Love it. <laughs> no I don't know. Check back in with me in a week because I always have the weird fucking I'll never do this again thing when I get back from tour. And then after like a week, I'm like, let's go again. Let's so, just do it. Yeah. I'll exactly. be there soon. I'll start booking shit. Um, yeah. Check for that pin tweet. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. We love you. Bye. Bye.